We have POWs have been in POW camps for 10 years or more and they survive. You can too. This is the Military Sherpa Podcast. Left, right, left leadership insights from America's best. With your military Sherpa, Mark Tilsher. Hey, welcome back, everyone. I am back from Little Rock, which is uh, quite an interesting experience. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I was traveling in Little Rock for about a week. And so when you couple in the holidays and then all the travel that I did after that, it's been quite an adventure, like to to be honest, this was the most exhausted. And I think of that a lot of it has something to do with the fact that I haven't been traveling in a really long time. But there was a I mean, I was exhausted. This is also the first trip that I've been on where like I would teach all day and then I would go out to meals with people and then teach all day, go to lunch with people, go to meals with people. Where usually like my introvert is so strong that when I go out, I pop right into bed afterwards and uh, don't see anyone until the next day. This trip, I tried to be really available and kick my connector into high gear. And for most people, it probably didn't look like that's what I was doing, but definitely what it felt like I was doing. And uh, I've been reading through feedback. So I've been going through a lot of the feedback from class and I wanted to share, I won't share a specific feedback necessarily today, although I'm thinking about doing that on the next episode. But today I wanted to tell you at least one story. And I've been honing in on a certain idea or homing in on a certain idea since I wrote my book, probably. And the idea has been revolving around resilience. And when I'm in, with my military audience, I often will say that resilience, like I hate the word resilience. And for especially senior military leaders, they look at me like I just dropped probably the worst four letter word in the universe because I don't like the word resilience. And the reason I don't like resilience is because honestly, I'm just not a big fan of buzzwords at all. And I think a lot of people feel that way, right? Where it's like, you hear the word resilience a million times, or you've talked about suicide so many times, or you, you've had the same briefing and you see the same guy who tells you not to put the CD with the MP3s into your, into your government computer. And after a while, we just get tired of hearing it. And for me with resilience, I think it really comes down to that, which is like, I'm tired of hearing about it. And I think more specifically, I'm tired of watching the solutions that get implemented. I think that that's a big part of it. It's like, I, I end up despising the solutions that get implemented because they're not practical or they don't scale or they're not hyper effective. And a lot of times it feels like it's made for the wrong audience. And when I say that it's made for the wrong audience, it's like we sit around doing kumbaya and breathing techniques and all these things that are inherently valuable. Innately, there, there's value in them. And I don't deny that. Like I don't deny the value. But what I often think is like, is it is it the right use, the proper use of our time? Is it the most effective use of our time. Like we know that when it comes to suicide, one of the number one factors is personal finance and uh, relationships. And we know that in divorce, like um, uh, personal finance is one of the biggest contributors to divorce, let's say. So we can talk about breathing factors, which may help me when I'm in the midst of arguing with my wife over money. But if I'm not focusing my efforts and my time on something that's going to improve our marriage or improve our finances, then I'm missing the mark. And I think that a lot of times what ends up happening is it's like we don't mandate personal finance coaching. We don't create personal finance coaches in our military uh, ecosystem. We don't we don't make those types of activities mandatory because we have an organization, you know, Airmen and Family Readiness, let's say in the Air Force, that's designed to deal with those things. And so people can volunteer and go get help the same way people can volunteer and go get mental health help. And so what quite often happens is that our resources are shifted towards the urgent rather than the preventative. 
I mean, I think that's a huge problem. And one of the things that I want to leave my mark, and I'm homing in on this, is like this is where I'm really starting to focus the majority of my attention is, is this gap that we have between everyday life, go to work, you know, come home, do my best. And in the Air Force, we have a term called ACE, ask, care, escort, which is if we think that somebody's in danger, then we ask if they're in danger, we care about what they say, and we escort them to the proper uh, treatment facility or to the, to the right agency to help them. And I think ACE is great. Like everybody remembers it. I've seen people ACE. I've had people ACE me. Like I've seen it in use and it works. But there's a missing link between everyday life and ACE. And I think that there's a solution and I don't think that we're, we're hitting it yet. And this week we had a student, I won't say her name, uh, but she was amazing. Like I, I loved her. I really did. And uh, she's got a soft spot in my heart. And the first time that she took the microphone this week, so she uh, came in, she's dealing with some health issues. You could see that uh, without ever talking to her. She's using a walker and she's very young. So she's not like 50, 60, 70 years old, but she's, she's carrying weight like she is. And I don't mean physical weight. I mean, mental weight, a burden of health. You can see it. And she shared some of the details, which I won't share with you. But as she came into class, she took the microphone for the very first time. And I don't remember why she was answering a question, obviously that I had asked, but I don't remember what it was. And her voice was quivering and shaking and, and, and you could tell that she was uncomfortable and that she was sharing some things that were deeper to her and meant a lot to her. And over the course of the week, she would share about how she's a stay-at-home mom and how she's really struggling in this new capacity and, and, and she feels sometimes like she's maybe trapped or not fulfilling her purpose. And as class went on, we came to realize that she was a connector and that uh, you know connectors have a, their social structure is the, at the forefront of their value system. And that what was happening with her is that where relationships were a primary value, relationships were a primary love language to her, a primary mode of fulfillment for her. She had accidentally isolated herself. It wasn't her spouse's fault, right? Like she just accidentally fell into this pattern where these external social relationships are no longer present. And she got a deep knowledge of the five voices and uh, everything that we do here in Giant and in the Military Sherpa uh, Certification Program. And over the course of the week, by the time that it was time for her to give her final feedback and she stood up and, and she said what she, what pattern she wanted to change and what pattern she wanted to start and stop, et cetera. And uh, to paraphrase her, she said, you know, this is life-changing as all students say, by the way, this changed my life. I have hope again uh, for the first time in a very long time. I want to do this for the rest of my life. And it was uh, touching. It's very touching. And I was very proud of, of the impact that we had on her life. Like, I'll, I'll say that. Let, let's put that in no uncertain terms. Very proud of the impact that we had on her life and, and more proud of her. Because here she is a spouse and she, she put herself out there. And she came to a class that wasn't mandatory. Nobody paid for her to show up. She just showed up seeking something. She doesn't know what that something is. She just showed up. And she experienced in just three days. Imagine what we could do in five Right, but in just three days, her her whole world is upended and transformed. And her results, like your results, may vary. Right, results are not typical, but truly, like these results are typical. I, if I was making a billboard, I wouldn't put up there. Results are not typical. Like these results are typical. And as we were going through, one of the things that really struck me it was the first time that I said this out loud this week. And we have this tool. It's called the Five Circles of Influence. 
And the five circles of influence says basically that you have five rings and starting from the inside out, concentric circles like a bullseye, their self, family, team, organization, and community. And I often say that we focus on the outside rings because that's where we get our identity and that's where we get our sense of fulfillment and that the two inside rings, self and family, sometimes they don't get our best. And our spouses may say things to us like, why don't you treat me like your airmen? Why don't you treat me like your Marines? Why don't you? And, and we don't always give them our best. But the one thing that is true, and this is true, you'll either, if you're a military member, you will either die or separate out of the force. One of those two things will happen. You'll die or you'll separate out of the force. If you didn't know that, let me be the first one to tell you. You will leave the military. No one will come with you. You'll either go to the grave or you'll go into retirement or separation and your family, if they're still with you, will go with you. That's it. Most of the people you encountered won't remember your name. Most of the things that you've done, you will have forgotten. And I'm not shy about saying that out loud. And as we think about one of the biggest problems that plagues military members, suicide, and we think about one of the biggest problems that plagues veterans, suicide, 22 a day versus one every one and a half days or so, every two days from military. So almost 44 times more veterans kill themselves than active duty military members. And the one thing that I know for certain is that if we look at the five circles of influence, self, family, team, organization, and community, if you're team, organization, and community are the healthiest they've ever been. They are, they, are, they are on fire, they are glowing, but self and family are the worst that they've ever been. You're in the danger zone. You're in the danger zone. If team, organization, and community are the healthiest they've ever been, and self and family are languishing, you're in the danger zone. But the opposite, if family and self are the strongest that they've ever been, if you're happy, if you're healthy, if you're eating, drinking, exercising, if mentally and spiritually you're where you, you should be and your family is on fire, your relationship is strong and it's healthy, team, organization, and community can kick rocks. It can be, life at work can be god-awful. If my spouse loves me and my children love me and I'm happy and I'm healthy, I can weather the storm. I can find a new job. If my finances are in order, I'm not trapped and beholden to the organization. Maybe I'm locked into a contract. You can do anything for a short period of time, two years, four years, whatever it is. We have POWs have been in POW camps for 10 years or more, and they survive. You can too. But family and self, your mental, your, your spiritual resilience, they've got to meet you where you are in order to sustain you. And I think of this person, and, and, and she was such a prime example of this idea. Because everything else could have been firing on, on all cylinders, but she was missing something. And this week we gave it back to her, and I am really could not be more proud of that. There's a missing link, as I talked about in the beginning, and we have a huge part to play in that. There's a, the, the extreme where somebody's struggling and they need help, and then there's the other extreme where everything is perfect. We don't coach people on how to deal with others that aren't doing well but don't need help. We don't have a system in place for that. And I think that's the most important part to play. I want to fill that hole. So if you can, help me out. Let's talk about getting your people in. There's a couple of ways to do that this year. If you want to get certified, uh, we need to come to your base or you need to jump into one of our online courses. But it starts with you reaching out, mark and marktelstra.com. Let me know. We got to get working on it. If you're one of my certified instructors this year, your goal is to get two people through our program. Just two. You want to be my best friend, get five. 
but let's talk about getting your team in. Let's talk about getting uh, me out to your base or one of my team members. And more importantly, your non-DOD spouse can attend for free. And this spouse that I'm talking about, her transformation wouldn't have been possible if she didn't snag one of those free seats. And imagine her husband when she goes home and she's sharing all week and she's happier, healthier, and more engaged than she's been in years, all because she volunteered to come to a class. It's insane. Mark at MarkTilster.com. Excited to be back in the podcast seat with you again. And uh, man, 2023 is going to be so amazing. There's a lot to come. Unfortunately, I don't have time to cover it all on today's podcast. So I'll talk to you all soon. See you in a bit. Thanks for listening to the Military Sherpa Podcast with Mark Tilshire.